Have you been wanting to make your personal care routine more eco-conscious? Well, allow me to introduce you to Wild. Wild is a natural deodorant that actually works and is great for both your body and the planet. Wild is made from natural ingredients, is vegan and cruelty-free, and doesn't have things like aluminum, parabens, or harsh chemicals that can irritate your skin. Wild is actually made with bamboo. Seriously, what can't bamboo do at this point? And ingredients that you'll recognize, like shea butter and baking soda. My favorite part about Wild is the fully sustainable design. When you first order your deodorant, you'll get to pick out a cute aluminum case, and after that, you order refills to go inside. I have the aqua-colored case right now. For those of you who know me personally, of course I chose the aqua case, but they have a ton of different colors you can choose from. They even have patterned cases, including a limited edition one right now with little wiener dogs on it that is super adorable. They have lots of great scents, like mint and eucalyptus or coconut dreams, and they even have a little mini sample pack of deodorant that you can order so you can try different scents before committing to one. If wild deodorant sounds like something you might want to try, then go wild today with a special discount of 25% off your first order when you use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Go to wearewild.com and use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Enjoy! Everybody. Hello. My name is Shannon. I'm Alyssa, and a group of baby ferrets is called a business or a fuzzing. 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 That's my information instead of a joke today. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag, Hashtag Judging you. you. But this week, it is a I don't know. That's fine. Yep. It's okay. It is what it is. Yep. I have a ridiculous amount of notes oh, no. for how short this movie was. Love that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, did you have a joke? Because I don't have I don't. That's good. Okay. I like your fuzzing. Thank so you. Yeah, good. well, because Zach was talking earlier about um, they drove down to St. George because they were doing a transport and stuff, and they were waiting for their the other person they were picking up to come back up, and um, they had, like... 45 minutes to kill before they were even like able to pick up the guy uh-huh. so they just went and to somewhere close which apparently is a pet store oh. they just meandered around in the pet store nice. and he said i was like uh, puppies because you just got a puppy i got a puppy <laughs> so cute. What, what name mini yeah it's cute yeah she's totally a mini yeah <gasps> mini and myla mm-hmm. don't cry <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shit. And he named her? Yeah. He did? Mm -hmm. That was so fun. He said she's like a mini Milo. And he was like, mini. Mini. That's cute. But, um,. Yeah, he's uh, Zach said that they were just meandering around, and I was like, "Pimpies," and he was like, "No, we're not. Bring- I'm not bringing you home a puppy anytime soon." <laughs> um, and he was like, "Yeah," and there was like three ferrets, and I was like, three? And he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Ferrets come in pairs, though. They get depressed if they're by themselves. They come in pairs." So someone has to get all three of them. Yeah. Basically, yep. and uh, Zach was like, "Well, maybe there was just three that came in the litter." And he was like, "What's a litter of ferrets called?" So I googled it. It's called a business or a fuzzing. I like a business. Mm-hmm. That's fun, right? And then the whole rest of the way home, he was just like, "Huh, that's so funny." Because then you know, if you told a mom ferret if her kids were acting up, you could say, "Mind your business." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 
oh gosh, he had like three others that he had came up with. I can't think of them right he's now. He's a punny guy. Yeah, he was, he was pretty, being pretty punny. So anyway, there's my story. Awesome. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be taking us back. Yes. I'm going to be taking us way I'm back. so excited. I'm going to be taking you all back to your childhood. Yes. Assuming okay. you're our age. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all millennials out there. Woo, yeah. woo, woo. I'm going to be taking us back to the year 2000. <sighs> to a little channel called Nickelodeon. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> channel. Yeah. yeah. When they used to do their, like, Nick at Night, Fright, whatever they called it back then. I should probably have looked that up, but it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, they had, like, Snick. Yeah. So, like I think teenagers. that's what it was. I think it was yeah. Snick. Yeah. And um, this movie only played for, like, that month a couple of times. Oh, wow. Before it was removed from TV. Rewatching it, I was like, why did they take it off? And then I kind of thought about it, and I thought, probably a lot of parents were upset about a couple of things in here. Okay. Which, as an adult, I'm just like, I watched Saw. You know? Like, this is (laughs) is nothing. nothing. But as a kid, I remember being like, huh. Like... You yeah. know, and I had one very distinct memory of this movie, and I'll tell you when we get there okay. to it. It's towards the end. But I don't remember the plot being this plot. Oh. Like it was it was very similar. Yeah. But as I was watching the whole thing, I was like, but when does this happen? But when does this happen? Or my I don't know if I was maybe making it up in my brain that this is what should happen next, yeah. or like this would have been better. Hmm. I think I might have to rewrite. Cry Baby Lane. Okay. So Cry Baby Lane. Cry Baby Lane. Okay. Which uh, has a five point two out of ten. Okay. Not the worst for a Nickelodeon. For a movie. Nickelodeon movie. For yeah. a, for a TV movie made for kids. I wonder if that's on its own like rating scale though. Maybe, you know, like maybe. people would give I, a little. And I was also trying to be gentle with this movie because it was made for kids. Yeah. But there's so many things in here that I was like, that's adult. That's adult. <laughs> like they they wrote that for adults. Yeah. Yeah. And that could potentially be why parents wanted it taken down. So it was a different time. Yes. Alrighty. So the synopsis of this movie is a couple. Uh, I copied and pasted. Okay. A couple brothers. That makes sense. Yeah. A couple brothers. Are t- that just feels like it, it sounds dumb. It sounds dumb. Yeah. But a couple brothers are told a ghost story about a farmer's Siamese twins. But during a seance, they mistakenly awaken the evil twin and are forced to defend their community from being haunted. What? So, that's the movie. Okay. Right? Okay. Like, I, I understand that a synopsis has to kind of tell you. I hate when it's just like, here you go. Yep, that's it. You've seen it now. You've seen it now. Yeah. Yeah. I also like, hate, like, when they do the same shit in the trailers. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, yeah, I just I watched the was, whole movie. Yep. That was everything. Mm. Thanks for that. Yep. It was free. Yep. <laughs> So, Where did you watch this, by the way? YouTube. Okay, that's what I... I got some funny jokes about this in okay. here. Okay. So, we open to some spooky piano music. Uh, the camera pans up towards... I put a cabin. I meant to say, like, a farmhouse. Oh, okay. Anyway. Like a barn? Not a barn. A farmhouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in black and white. Okay. And a spooky voice says, It all happened some time ago. There was a farmer whose wife gave birth to twins. But something was terribly wrong. Due to a rare embryonic mutation, the infants joined as one flesh and came into this world freaks. I was like, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, okay. Starting off real controversial <laughs> Yeah, there. and I was like, it, wouldn't, it would not pass today's. No. N- not no. in the slightest. 
in the night. There's not quite a few. the vibe check. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm over here just like, oh, yeah, they came out as freaks. But it was an embryonic mutation. Like, it just, yeah, like. Yeah, that's weird. Like, fucking nerds over here talk, and then calling them freaks. Like, I just, anyway. And the farmer hid them away. As they grew, it became clear that one was good and one was evil. Now it happened that one of the twins fell ill, and because they shared the same liver, the illness spread, or quickly spread, and they both perished. Not wanting to expose his shame, the farmer decided to unjoin the bodies and bury only the good son in the town cemetery. Oh, they're boys? Yes. He I don't buried- know why I didn't expect them to be boys. He buried the evil son in a fellow field at the end of of an old dirt road called Crybaby Lane. Hold on. If they hid them away and no one knows about them, who gives a fuck where you bury them? No one knows. Exactly. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no one's coming to their funeral. Exactly. Right? They don't know they exist. <laughs> because legend has it, anyone caught out there at night on that desolate road can hear the cries of the evil child calling for vengeance from beyond the grave. The whole time we see black and white images of like inside the farmhouse and an attic and farmland and stuff like and, and just yada yada. Okay. And the wind's blowing and you just hear babies crying. But it sounded more like they let a six year old just be like, <laughs> like it was not a baby crying. Love that. It definitely sounded like a you child. Can't download like, a free audio right? clip of a baby crying. I know, I'm like, you can't, I'm sure someone at Nickelodeon has children. That someone you has like, a baby. Do you want to come in here and I'll pinch the baby's leg so he can cry for a second? Come thing. when he's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, and the, the actor of that one, he's been in things. Like, you see his face and you're like, oh, I know who you are, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> like, he's just... <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. Frank uh, Lang- Langella, Langella. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Sorry, Frank. Um, he was in the 1979 Dracula. He was oh. Dracula. Okay. So there's that. Anyway, he was just. I feel like I know who he is, but I don't know who he is. Yeah. But he is on an episode of SVU, so that's probably where uh, I remember him from. And I who sh- is he in this movie? He is Mr. Bennett. He is the mortician. Ah. So, as the story ends, we see two teenage boys sitting and having coffee. And I don't know if those are biscuits. I don't know. They look like cookies of some kind. Biscuits. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. The younger one, Andrew, is a little spooked by the story. And the older one, Carl, says uh, he knows that road. Uh, It's down, uh, uh. And Mr. Bennett says, you don't need to go there. Don't worry about it. Don't go there. Right? Okay. But uh, he tells them that as an undertaker, just, you know, he's like, don't go down that road. As an undertaker, I live a life of intrigue. And I was like, okay, why are we? Anyway, it's fine. Why are they talking to the undertaker in the first place? Exactly. My question. But he says he's got one foot in this world and another in the grave. He randomly tells them that the average person swallows five spiders a year in their sleep. Thanks. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. He just says that. And I was like, Okay. (laughs) Suddenly, um, another teenage boy opens the doors, and we meet his nephew, and I didn't realize his name until the very end of the movie, so I just called him the nephew or nephew in my notes, but his name is Kenneth. Okay. So, and he was so weird. He was so weird for no reason. Great. But he just was. But he opens uh, the doors, and he tells 
his uncle, that he just finished Mr. Bullman's shampoo and rinse. Oh. So. How old is he? He's, like, a teenager. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Uh, not 16, okay. maybe 15. He could be 16, but, like. Early-ish. Uh, early teens, yeah. yeah. Or early to mid-teens and stuff. He says that uh, he just finished washing or shampooing and rinsing, but he still needs to dry and set his hair and remount the suction tubes mm. and stuff, right? And so, obviously, he's helping his uncle and everything, you know? Yeah. The younger teen, oh, sorry, not the younger teen, Andrew, I didn't know his name for a hot minute, yeah. so anyway, yeah. Andrew says that it's getting pretty late as he kind of looks up to the wall and he sees that Mr. Bennett has a skull... Uh, or a cow skull, mm -hmm. but it's two and they're fused together. So uh, it's a, yeah. Uh -huh. So anyway, he thinks that they should be leaving soon. And Carl calls him a worm. <laughs> so, and he's, he's spineless, you know, he's, you're, don't worry about him, Mr. Bennett. He's just a worm. Okay. And Mr. Bennett agrees that it is late and they should go home. They uh, ride off on their bike saying goodbye while Mr. Bennett tells them to come back and visit anytime. It's dead here, he calls out before heading inside. <sighs> See, this is why you didn't need a joke. Yep. So, and I, again, I was trying to be real gentle because it's a kid's story. Uh-huh. So, like. It'd be like us judging, are you afraid of the dark? Except. Exactly. That's. Oh, my gosh, Top though. tier, so. It is top tier, but there's so many fucking hilarious things about are you afraid of the dark? Like, which you can watch all the seasons off Prime. Um, <laughs> Plug. Uh, sponsor, please. Uh, <laughs> Amazon Prime. Right? The boys ride through the late evening to some weird, funky, spooky music. And if you can think of weird, funky, spoo spooky Nickelodeon music, uh -huh. you're thinking of the right music. Cool. While the credits are playing and stuff. And they ride through the town. Uh, there's super cute little, like, storefronts out front, but they're trying to make it spooky because it's nighttime. Okay. You know? But I'm pretty sure they just took, like, a black like a dark filter over the camera because the shadows I was like that's the sun like, <laughs> you shouldn't have shadows this should be street light shadows no. yeah it, but it was like no that's the sun anyway <laughs> let's see they ride and ride until getting home where they go to bed that's the end of that scene did they explain why they were hanging out with the mortician they like spooky stories okay but you learn that like halfway through the movie okay they just they like going there and listening to his spooky stories anyway <laughs> Andrew is having a nightmare of the spooky farmhouse with babies crying and worms crawling. Like the six-year-old, I should say. The toddler. <laughs> uh, babies crying and worms crawling through the dirt, right? With kind of like whispery sounds and stuff in the background. Of course. You know. He wakes up startled and climbs out of bed, hurrying to his parents' room to tell them that he had a nightmare. And his dad tells him, no. Go sleep <laughs> in your own room. And his mom, for some random reason, gets up coughing her head off and is like, let's go back to bed, honey. <laughs> And I was like, oh, is she going to be, like, sick in the movie? Yeah, is that, is that her like thing? A thing? Like, it's her, she's just like, oh, guys, <laughs> I'm just so sick. I can't care for you or whatever. No. She just coughs for no reason. Okay. And I was like, mm, okay. It's <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, your face when you're like, okay. <laughs> There's so many things they do in this movie that I was just like, you just, okay. I didn't even include everything because it was just so 
random. Random. Like, yeah. later on in the movie, um, they're back at Mr. Bennett's, and he's pissed because the people he just had a funeral for were like, well, thank you for the free food. And he was like, no, that's not free. Go back here. And then he changes them down to give him a receipt. They spend, like, three minutes on a scene of him being like, hey, you need to give me your money for this. And they were like, oh, you're my uncle's a lawyer. He'll call you. And rah, 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 rah. are you nickel and diming us at this kind of a thing? And he's like, yeah. Like, yes, you're paying for you're the paying food. for the funeral. It's okay. a funeral. Like, it's, you know. Plus, it was, like, a fuck ton of food, apparently. And so, he's like, yeah, no. And so, he goes back in. I didn't add it into the notes. I should have. But, like, he takes him back in. And it tells his nephew, like, ah, never mind. No frills or anything. Just strip him down bare and stuff. Because I guess they put him in, like, the, the fanciest yeah. suits and stuff. And so, they... Which I'm like, most people bring their own suits. Yeah, they're like, I want them buried in this. Yeah, Yeah. it was his favorite suit. Like, we put on one of my mom's favorite dresses and stuff. Like, he's like, no, it was in the contract and everything. You should be aware of that. What funeral home is providing food? I don't know. That's what the ward is for. No, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, fucking, uh, the wards are so good. If you ever have someone die, come to Utah, you'll get fed for like a week and a half. so true. If you've never had funeral potatoes, oh. oh my god. And they're all made so many different ways and they're all they're good. All delicious. They're all good. I know. So. We, my mom usually makes them for Thanksgiving and I'm oh, a yeah. little sad that we're not having like Thanksgiving dinner this oh, year. Because yeah. dang it. I could just make it myself, but they but, wouldn't be the same. Other people's funeral potatoes are the best funeral potatoes. Yeah, I don't want Zach, mine. Exactly. Zach's mom for his grandma's funeral made funeral potatoes and they were the best fucking funeral potatoes of my life and she's so sad because she can't she just made them she didn't like measure anything she just put things in and stuff and she's like i don't know what i did different i told her that i was like i don't mean to sound insensitive Uh but those were the best potatoes of my life and she was like they were so good right and i can't make them the same way again she's she's just as heartbroken as i am because i was like they were so good they were so good anyway but yeah they made that a whole big deal anyway so um the mom wakes up coughing and she's like, let's just go back to bed, honey. And I don't know about you. How old mm-hmm. would Adam have to be for you to be like, no, you need to go sleep in your own bed? I mean, I do that now. Oh, you tell him now? Yeah. And he's five? Yeah. He's almost six. Yeah, almost six. Yeah. Andrew mm-hmm. is 12. And he goes into their bed with them? Well, he tried to. And his dad was like, no, go back oh, to bed. Yeah, no. And I'm over here like... I don't even know a 12-year-old that would try that. No, that's like, weird. I mean, it, it would be a little different if it was the probably the most terrifying dream of their entire life, but all he dreamed about was babies crying and worms. Yeah. So, that's weird. You know. Yeah, even now, like, Adam will sometimes, after Tony leaves, if he wakes up early, he'll come and, mm-hmm. you know, lay in Tony's spot kind yeah, of a thing. but that's just... But yeah, when he has a nightmare, he just calls me into the room uh-huh. to console him until he feels better, and then I go back to my bed. Yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, Zach wakes me up when I have bad dreams. Uh, and I was like, how do you know I'm having bad dreams? And he goes, because you go, mm, and frown really big. And I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Which I do realize I, I'll wake up sometimes and realize that my face has been like, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get fucking wrinkles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like from, from frowning in my sleep. Your, I'm just, your nightmares. Yeah. I can't even, like... I can't move the muscles like a burger right now. Yeah. Frown, you it's, know. it's yeah, and I can't do it when I'm awake. I feel like I can only do it in my sleep. Yeah. I just anyway. That's funny. Yes. So yeah, so he's twelve. She puts him back to bed. And he asks if she's ever heard of Crybaby Lane. And she gets mad at him saying that he needs to stop going over to Mr. Bennett's house. He's a bad influence and he just tells you scary stories the whole time. And he was like, Oh mom, no, it's not that big of a deal. I just meh, right? You just so had she, nightmares about it. Exactly, right? <laughs> 
But she goes over and she smacks Carl awake. She smacks him on the leg, wake him up. And Carl wakes up and he's like, what? And she's like, are you taking your little brother over to Mr. Bennett's house? And he's like, no. And she's like, ah, don't you lie to me. I know you did. You need to not do that anymore. Me, 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 me. That's all she does. She doesn't ground him. She doesn't do jack shit. She just wakes him up to say, stop taking your brother to this place. And then goes away. And he turns and gives his brother the nastiest fucking look I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, tensions are high. All, All right. right. So, we go back to bed. The next morning, we see the little town waking up for the day while Andrew is taking a shower, singing some crappy, meow, meow, wow, 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 meow, meow, Like, he's playing a guitar, but he's, an, anyway. Yeah. So then we see Carl sitting on the toilet, which is the weirdest shaped bathroom in this house, I swear. Okay. It's like, it's shower, toilet, sink. And like, it's just like a like hallway. L shaped? No, just oh. a hallway. Oh. Not even like, like you, you could step, literally, like you could put your feet into the tub from the toilet. That's how close the toilet is to the to the shower. Okay. It's like the tiniest bathroom. And this is their family bathroom. This is where everyone... The master. Yeah. Okay. Like... I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but like... Yeah. It's just... Interesting. It was just... I don't... I just was like... What you guys this? couldn't find a bigger house. Like... Anyway, not the point, but... Okay. Just because like the camera seemed so cramped while it was like trying to film them from this angle to also not it was get... probably standing in the tub like, yeah, like <laughs> it was ridiculous it was stupid um so Carl is sitting on the toilet he's just sitting there he's not doing anything he's and he flushes it so that it causes the hot water to start blasting at Andrew so Andrew screams yelping in pain he jumps out of the shower. And Carl starts chewing him out for being a worm and tells it, oh, and, and for ratting him out and stuff, right? And he tells him that he needs to be more like the heavyweight wrestler and go for the title, as he points to himself. And he says, uh, not like, oh gosh, he just basically called him a little bitch in so okay. many words, like in so many more words. In Nickelodeon was, words. Yeah. yeah. And, and he just has wrestling stuff all over his room. Just, yeah. Okay. So, and... Carl jumps him when he gets dressed and he jumps Andrew when he gets dressed and he wrestles him to the ground saying, I don't enjoy this. I just need you to be tougher. Thanks. He's just trying to toughen his brother up. Yeah. Who's like maybe two years younger than him. Maybe. Like, seems great. Yeah. (laughs) Andrew calls for their mom and Carl shoves him telling him that he's a lost cause. Right. Which I mean, you're 12. You you should be wrestling back. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, um, Andrew goes to the, his little hideout behind his house, and he has a friend there. His name is Hal. Is it, no, it's Hall. His name's Hall. That's a weird name. It's a weird name. Who is, like, three years younger than him. And he's this adorable little kid, though. He's okay. so cute. He's adorable. Um, so he's hanging out with a nine-year-old? Yeah. I guess I know, like, ten-year-olds that hang out with my five-year-old, right. so. But, like, there's other kids in this city. I mean, I guess they mostly just show that it's girls, but, like, hmm. tell me he doesn't have friends that are girls. Anyway, he's kind of a nerd, so. Okay. And this kid, this adorable little kid, is standing there in a plastic breastplate, like, a uh, medieval breastplate, uh-huh. wielding a green plastic light- lightsaber. 
claiming, you want the ring, Baggins? Come and get it, before he just starts smacking Andrew on the head. Wow. And Andrew asks Hall if uh, if he ever feels stupid. This world is full of adventure, but they're just sitting in their hobbit hole, which is what they call the little shed. Cute. And never do anything. And like... You're 12. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? What adventures are You're supposed there? to have fake adventures. Yeah. Imaginary adventures. Yeah. I don't know where you're going and stuff. Like, I just... Okay. I have no fucking clue. Hall says a couple more things. Uh, oh, Hall says that they're preparing for the way of the return of the king. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, there's more in okay. it. Yeah. Andrew complains that Lord of the Rings is fiction. And Hall asks who peed in his cornflakes. Yeah, for real. Andrew says, oh, I gotta go. And Hall tells him to save the sword that was broken. And Andrew's just like, sure, buddy, whatever. (laughs) So they shake and Andrew leaves while Hall turns and continues to smash things with his little lightsaber. So. (laughs) So, okay. I'm so tired. I know you meant, like, shake hands. Oh, yeah. I just pictured them, like, (laughs) shaking. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. I knew what you meant, and my brain was still no, like. I, hmm. Do you do you ever have those like when somebody says a specific word, you uh, like immediately associate it with a certain action? Yeah. When people say they fled or whatever, like they're like, oh yeah, they went back to the castle, grabbed their belongings, and fled into the night. The image that pops into my brain every uh-huh. single time is Snow White running through the forest. <laughs> her like psychotic like, face. Yeah, her, yeah. her terrified like ah, face. That's immediately what I think of. Like any time, because I'll be reading a book and stuff where it's like, oh yes, uh, the ancient stories of these people and they like fled with all that they had on their back. I'm immediately like, ah. like, like That's funny. the first thing I think of. So. Nice. Yeah, there's a few other things. I can't think of them right now, but that's the one that always comes to mind is Snow White's face. Just oh, like, so. Anyway. Love oh, that. there we go. So Andrew goes back inside his house and apologizes to Carl. For like, no reason. For he didn't what? rat him out. He just asked his mom, have you ever heard of Crybaby? Like, yeah. Which is apparently a known-ish thing in town. Yeah. Ish. It's not big, but like. Kind of like one of the little legend. Yeah. Urban legend kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I mean, there's a couple that are in Cedar that like, I wouldn't think everybody knows, you know? Yeah. Like, not everyone knows about the Hunter House and stuff. So True. like, yeah. I just, anyway. But Carl just keeps ignoring him as he's just tearing up papers and stuff. And Andrew goes, Carl, that's my homework. <laughs> and he keeps oh. tearing it up. And I was like, oh, fuck this boy. What the hell? Like, smack, smack him. He like, needs some punishment of his own. Oh, yes. And I just smack down. For real. So, anyway. Andrew says that he'll make it up to him. And Carl says, okay, let's go. So they jump on their bikes and they take off to the town cemetery and says, uh, there's nothing girls like more than to be scared out of their minds. False. I thought it was a little right. Because I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't like to be scared, but I love scary things. Right. So like. Okay. He's a tiny bit right. But like, and then I also thought, I mean, it's more like true crime, but you know, it's yeah. fine. So. Anyway, but I also agreed. I was like, no, they don't want to be scared out of their minds. No, like, no. no. So, but they go, uh, uh, he says, all they need is a kid's grave. What? I don't know. So Carl <laughs> finds one after a bit, and it says Muller on the stone. Okay. Uh, or Mueller, Muller, I want to say. Anyway, he grabs his backpack and pulls out a Walkman, ripping out. <laughs> yep. Ripping out a vine that's growing from the grave and hides the Walkman in the grass. I don't know why he had to rip the vine out of the ground because he literally like sets the Walkman down and then tries to like put the vine back to cover it. Like tucking it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Which they also like hid 
uh, a speaker across the way. And I was like, this is 2000. Yeah. What speaker are you hiding over there? What wireless what wire- speaker? Because yeah. I was just going to ask you, does my memory serve me correct? Or Because like Walkmans, you have to have headphones. Not every Walkman. They pl- some play out loud. Some play out loud. But they had a speaker, mm-hmm. so it didn't matter. Yeah. But I was like, okay, but what cord are you putting over there? I mean, cords were really long back in the this day. This is true, because they had just- to be putting it across the whole cemetery i don't know i mean he had it like a tombstone that was like i don't know maybe from here to like the nightstand that's on the bed over there that's pretty far it's pretty far so like yeah that's a good 10 feet at least yeah so but he i just i just don't understand why he had to rip out the vine because he like puts it back like sticks it back there i was like okay it's stupid so later that night three girls make their way to the graveyard one complaining about why they always have to do what carl wants to do and the other girl which i found out their names are like (laughs) megan and some shit but i couldn't figure out who was who okay and it didn't super matter so cool but the one's complaining that she doesn't want to do what carl wants to do and the other girl replies i um how'd she say it oh she says i get carl and the other girl goes, you can't just get him. And she's like, I called him. And she's like, you can't just call a guy. Who am I supposed to get with? Oh, gosh. Right? Ow. And the other girl goes, oh, you get Andrew. And she's like, grotesque. Besides, Kathy <laughs> likes Andrew. As she, like, points to the one girl. The other, like, the one, the third that uh-huh. has been quiet this whole time. And the other uh, girl turns around and she's just like, grow up, you two. And the first girl goes, we're older than you, Kathy. <laughs> and I was like, I I, hate I was never that person that when I was at that age where I was like, I'm older than you. I'm older than you. So you have to listen to me because I'm five seconds older than you. Yeah, but like, you were also the youngest child. I guess that's true. So I feel like that probably had some kind of Possibly. Impact. But I was just like, I don't have to listen to fucking anybody. Yeah. Like, I just. You don't have to do what Carl wants to do. You yeah. can fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. So, yeah. Anyway, Carl jumps out and he startles them. And uh, Andrew's kind of right behind him. And the first girl says that she can't believe they're actually here to do a seance in the cemetery. And the second girl steps forward and she's like, I want to bring back Princess Di. (laughs) Andrew rolls his eyes a little bit. She's like, who do you want to bring back? Princess Leia. Who says you're bringing back anybody? That's what seances are for. (laughs) Are you opening a portal? I I appreciate the Princess Leia joke. Right. Still. Andrew rolls his eyes a little bit at that, and Carl says that they can only resurrect someone at their grave. And the other girls are like, well, what about mediums? They can do it in somebody's, like, living room. And he's like, mediums are different. I'm not a medium. <laughs> like, he makes the girls go along, right? So the group heads over to the grave the boys found earlier, and Carl gives a butchered retelling of the story Mr. Bennett gave them at the beginning. The girls pester him with stupid questions like, well, what's his name? And he's like, Mueller was, duh, you know, she was, uh, what's his first name? I don't know. Like, he's just going off about it, you know. (laughs) And he's like, oh, this happened in the 50s. And they point at the tombstone that said that he clearly died in the 60s. And he was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So so he's just getting annoyed at them. I was getting annoyed at them. Yeah. If you want a seance, just do a seance. Exactly. So he finally gets through the story, taking the girl's hands and calling forth the spirits there, or the spirit there. He starts talking in pig Latin. (laughs) And stealthily turns on the Walkman that's behind him. He's sitting there just kind of going off and like, oh, spirit, you can roam with us now. Ixte uble ixabe. Like, just, you yeah. know. And I can't speak Pig Latin. What? I can't. I can't talk Pig Latin. I can't. Why? I've never learned it. You don't know what it is? No, I know what it is. I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> you could sit here and teach me for 20 minutes the rest of this time. Mm. 
Okay. No idea. Anyway. Okay, so suddenly screams start coming through the speakers, and the girls startle before music starts playing, and Carl laughs it off, and the girls are like, that was so stupid, Carl. That was so dumb, right? And he picks up his Walkman and turns it off and everything. And uh, suddenly we hear babies crying, that little six-year-old again. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, knock it off, Carl. And Carl holds up the cassette tape. And they all, ah! and run from the, run from the um, graveyard, right? Oh, no, they look down and there's a butt ton of worms crawling up through the grave. And Ooh. they freak out and take off. Yikes. So that's what it was. Do they hear crying? They heard crying. They all heard crying. Yeah. The boys ride their bikes home, and Carl seems genuinely shook about it for a second. Andrew asks him, like, well, what was it? And Carl's like, it was just the wind, okay? Like, get over it. He's like, I've never heard the wind sound like that. He's like, just whatever, Andrew. Get inside. And just, you know. Yeah. So he clearly is annoyed and trying not to seem startled and stuff. And anyway, later that night, we see more images of the town, thunder crashing, wind blowing, worms crawling, and a random dog lifting its head and its eyes glowing. Oh. Commercial break. Oh. And I watched three minutes of 2000 commercials. How was that? It was interesting. Yeah? Yeah. To get a little nostalgic? A little nostalgic. So. Were there any memorable ones? There or? are more later on. Okay, okay. So. We'll talk about it. Yeah, there was, I, I didn't super pay attention to the, this first commercial break because I was like, I was at work and I was doing other oh, things. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the next day, Mr. Bennett drives to the cemetery, waking up the gravedigger who was asleep in the claw of his backhoe. Okay, sure. Sleep in there. He complains about having to dig a hole for the funeral coming up in a couple of days, right? And it's your job. Yeah, that's his job. Okay. <laughs> okay. And but Mr. Bennett asks, and this is another thing I didn't add in the notes, but I had to rewatch the scene a couple of times. Um, and he goes, "Is everything ready for the funeral on Tuesday?" And he's like, "What's Tuesday?" And he's like, "The funeral on Tuesday." Did you? Did you dig the hole for the plot? And he goes, oh, no, I don't think I can get that done by Tuesday. And he's like, you just have to dig a hole. Literally. And he goes, dig a hole. I don't have to just dig a hole. And he's like, what do you mean that? What do you have to do? And he goes, well, I have to get the backhoe ready. I have to get gas for the, or I have to put gas in the backhoe. I have to get gas for the backhoe. I have to get to the store to buy gas for the backhoe. And he just gives this like ridiculous list of like, duh, things. <laughs> And he's like, but whatever. Did you pick the plot of where, like, he's going to be buried and stuff? And he was just like, yeah, but I got to get the map. And the map is in my pocket. And I got to get it out of my pocket to show you. And he was just like, get it out of your pocket. <laughs> just get God. it. Right? So he pulls it out of his pocket. And he starts leading him off. But um, Mr. Bennett senses something is off. And just kind of meanders towards where the boys had had the, sem- or the seance, right? Mm-hmm. So they head over to the Mueller grave. And that's where we find a candle. And they sniff it. And they're like strawberry like just like it's just a weird candle that they it's just what they'd lit yeah okay and um they also find the walkman left behind as well as the cassette tape and immediately mr bennett is like i know who it was you know yeah um suddenly the dog from just a few minutes ago ah. shows up barking threateningly at them and just growling and stuff right and uh the grave digger who i thought his name was like gary but i don't know so i just call him the grave digger okay um was like, oh, I don't, I don't like dogs and stuff. And Mr. Bennett goes, oh, that's Mary. She's the sweetest dog ever. She doesn't bark at anyone, right? But she keeps barking at them to the point that she's foaming at the mouth. Oh, jeez. And they're like, oh, something must be seriously wrong. You know, he's like, I know this dog. She's this sweet. Like, she wanders around town and everyone loves her. Like, she's just yeah. someone's dog that everyone loves and stuff. And so uh, the gravedigger takes off running and the dog charges him. Good. Um, which then gets him and starts like, rawr, rawr at him and stuff, right? But <laughs> (laughs) as an adult obviously she's like 
<laughs> like playing like dogs do, you know, with the open mouth and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's that right <laughs> to the point where they had to stop filming her and just have the camera be the dog in his face because like it's she clearly was anybody. just like, hi, friend, hi, friend, yeah. you know, just being this cute We're little playing. girl. Yeah. But as a kid, you're like, oh, no, He's you know, attack- she's attacking him, attacking him. Yeah. Well, Mr. Bennett with the distraction runs for his car and drives it over towards them and the gravedigger finds a stick and he throws it as a distraction right and uh mr bennett opens up his passion door and says get in get in so so he drives jumps in and they drive off together and he takes him back to his house and i didn't write these notes down because i didn't think they were that important but uh the gravedigger at one point says that like the graves there are just super unlucky like they're Okay. Super unlucky and stuff. And Mr. Bennett was like, oh, why was the dog behaving like that? And the gravedigger's like, oh, no, I need workers' comp. Oh, and stuff, right? Just, mm, I'm injured. <laughs> just, Great. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. So at Andrew's house, he's sitting there with his phone up, talking to Kathy, asking how she was after last night. And then... Uh, scribbles out the script he was writing right just <laughs> right pretending you know and so he starts trying to write another one just asking you know he clearly has a little little crushy crush little on bit. kathy and his Happy brother walks coral. in hearing this and mocks him calling him a girl and that men don't need scripts and then puts him in a headlock oh wait stuff, is right? andrew the one writing the script or? andrew's writing the script oh okay okay yes and andrew wants to know how he's supposed to apologize for raising the dead and carl says they didn't raise the dead it was just the wind. Get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever and stuff, right? Totally fine. It's fine. When they suddenly hear a car pull up front and they look outside and they see that it's Mr. Bennett and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Right? So they're peeking, trying to listen to their mom who answers the door, who I never got her name. So she's just the mom. mom. Yeah. And uh, she's refusing to let him speak to her sons. You're weird. He says, I don't like you. And I was like, okay. All right. Very direct, she right? She feels very strongly about that. Yes. She was like, what do you need to talk to my boys about? And he's like, I'd really rather not tell you because he didn't want to get the boys in trouble for sneaking out in the middle of the night, to, yeah. you know? So, I mean, he's a real homie. Mr. Bennett's a homie. So, he's like... a real one. Yeah. So, she's like, no, I'm not going to let you talk to my sons unless you tell me what's up. And he says that he found something weird at the cemetery and then a dog tried to attra- attack the grave digger. And the mom chews him out again being like, I don't care. I don't fucking like you. Me, 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 me. <laughs> and he says, listen, I know you're upset about your mother's funeral, but she just wasn't presentable. Oh. And their mother scoffs and she shoos him away and she goes back in the house. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Okay. So. Like maybe she really wanted an open casket I and guess. he couldn't and give it couldn't. to her. What happened to grandma that I, she wasn't presentable? I have no idea. They never okay. bring it up again. So. Um, then we see. <laughs> this fucking scene happens. They wrote this scene in the movie. Okay. Yeah. So we see the three girls from before heading out of one girl's house and they hurry into a camper trailer in the backyard. Okay. Which is, I guess, their little hangout spot, which would kind of be cool for, like, teenagers to hang out in, like, genuinely. Uh, If you're living in a tiny little town where there's, like, a whole lot to do and you're like, oh, I don't want my parents, like, barging in my bedroom and stuff. Like, camper trailer would be kind of fun. When a random girl in a Girl Scout outfit shows up... (laughs) Okay. Knocking on the door, and she's like, oh, hey, one of the girls' moms. I didn't know which mom it was. She was just like, are the girls here? And the mom's standing there with a baby and a bowl of cookie dough. Like, she's clearly in the middle of baking. Like, she's, you know. And um, she's just, like, glaring this girl down, right? Because the girl answers the door. 
And she's just like, oh, hi, so-and-so's mom. Is so-and-so here? You know, cookie dough is bad for the baby. Thanks. Just fucking telling her what's up, right? So the mom was like, yeah, they're out back. um, And they're doing some kind of, not physics, but physics homework or whatever. You know, I didn't catch what she said. And the girl goes, no, it's sign language tonight. And she signs at her and stuff, right? And the mom's like, okay. (laughs) I feel this mom to my core. Literally don't care. To my core. So she's just like, okay, bye, right? Yeah. So she goes around to the back and she looks and there's the camper trailer. Okay. Mm -hmm. The windows aren't open. The girls didn't go in and open the windows. They literally just walked in there. Sure. She's aware they're in the camper trailer, but she goes, where are they? And she she signs signs, it. But she speaks out loud at the same time. So she's clearly the little goody two shoes of the town and stuff, right? Yeah. But she's like, where are they? Do you not come around enough? Is this new for you? I have no fucking clue. Is she like tutoring them? I have no idea. She then looks down because there's a bunch of worms on the ground. Ah. End scene. Andrew was arguing with his mother about not knowing how to talk to girls. And it's clearly her fault because she's been too protective of him. You wouldn't even let me go out for wrestling, he says. And his mother chews him out for, uh, she's like, I didn't tell you you couldn't go wrestle. I just think it's ridiculous that schools are allowing children to uh, cause violence to one another. And I'm like, bitch, that's every sport. Yeah, literally. Every sport. Sans baseball. But even then, you're, like, literally using a stick to launch a projectile (laughs) at other people. That is being thrown at you at great speeds. Yeah. So, like... Even in high school. It's just violence with extra steps. Yeah. Okay? So, like... It's just structured violence. Yep. I just... Loosely structured violence. So his mom chews him out, and she's like, if I let you go out for wrestling, will you eat your dinner now? Huh? Huh? And Andrew's like, I'm not a man. Then he goes upstairs. And Carl's sitting on the on the stairs, and he goes, sorry, Andrew, I kind of pissed her off earlier. <laughs> and I was I like, essentially, that he's like, ah, she's already done with me. And I was like, yeah. you're apologizing to your wow. brother? And I was like, we didn't see her get mad at you earlier. I mean, she could have just been mad at him for the stuff for the night before. I don't know. But he was like, genuinely like, sorry, man. And Andrew didn't care. He just like stormed past him. And I was like, the fuck? Okay. I mean, which I mean, brothers can have those moments still, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's even brothers that fight all the time. They can have those like, Mm -hmm. hey, sorry, man. Like, she's really pissed. I'm sorry. You know, kind of a thing. But like, it was just weird. I was just like, I don't understand. Anyway, Andrew grabs his coat and he and Carl sneak out together. They go out his window, which is on the second floor. You're already in trouble. I just, yeah. What are you doing? Getting anymore. Okay. So they go outside. And go to grab their bikes when Hall shows up, asking Andrew to marry his mom so he can be his stepdad. And Andrew, of course, looks at him and says, listen, Hall, you're nine. I'm 12. Oh, gosh. Like, you should be hanging out with people your own age and stuff. Like, he's so much cooler for having been hanging out with a nine-year-old. It's just whatever. Shut up. So he says no to marrying his mom. He's not going to do that. Okay, thanks. you know, and it's just but like he says the whole like you're nine, I'm twelve. Like he's cooler than him yeah. for being twelve. Not that I'm twelve, I can't marry your mom and no, stuff, it's right? Like, I can't hang out with you anymore, even yeah. though we were just friends yeah. yesterday. But like I'm yeah. just I'm too cool for you now. I'm gonna go be this bad boy now and stuff, right? And anyway. Yeah. And Hall is just like, my mom was right about you. You're a loser. And, like, walks away. So your mom wouldn't marry him anyway. (laughs) This poor kid. I don't think there are other nine-year-olds in the the town. So, like, poor guy. Sorry, he's a best lord. One kid sitting in fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so 
Andrew and, and Carl get on their bikes and they take off down the road. And a random man is driving his... T- which I thought was a little weird because they left at, like, later evening. It was almost dark. And this scene is earlier. So I don't know if they did, like, a backup or... Okay. Anyway. Um, a random man is driving down the road hearing the radio talking about a random fucking roving gang of girls causing vandalism around the county. As he's listening to this, two two liters of cola come smashing against his car, <gasps> causing him to drive into a ditch. And he turns and he sees a fucking roving gang of giggling girls cheering and running down the road. What? Okay. They came from nowhere. 2000s are wild, Right? Man. I don't know. And I'm like, if that alone was the reason why parents were like, no, no take it off Nickelodeon, I could understand that. Yeah. Because you probably shouldn't have your kids, like, and they face no consequences. Yeah. None whatsoever. There's the dude was so just like. throwing Coke bottles uh, at cars. Yeah. Not like they couldn't have smashed his windshield. Yeah. Not like they couldn't have killed him for driving into a fucking ditch. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's scary. It's way scary. Yeah. Okay. Yep. At the house, the boy's mother and father are arguing that the mother does smother Andrew. Yes. um, And she needs to back off a little. What is dad doing? What is dad doing? Not a whole lot of anything. I know. But, like, at the same time, though, I see where he's coming from. Sure. Because the mom was like, no, this, Andrew, this, Andrew, this, me, me, me. And he's 12. Yeah. And the dad is like, honey, give him space. Like, dad also isn't. Doing much of anything, yeah. Being there he's not, at yeah, all. He's not doing a whole lot but of anything. Yes, he understand. was sitting there at breakfast and was just like, leave me out of it. Like, he's just, I don't, don't fucking fight with me. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I very much agreed with him because she was like, oh, oh, I'm going to go up there and check on Andrew because he's just not talking to me right now. And the dad is like, give him some space. He's 12. Give yeah. him some time. Like, leave him alone. Like. Let him figure himself out. And so, anyway, down the road, the boys are riding their bikes when Carl, out of nowhere, is just like, come on, man, you can do these things. Like, you, like, uh, we're, because they were guests gonna go check on Kathy, is what they decided. I'm gonna go check on Kathy. And he's like, what's your plan, man? And Andrew's like, I don't have a plan. And he's like, you don't have a plan, man? And he's like, no, I don't have a plan. I don't know what I'm doing and stuff. And he's like, well, that's okay. You got this. You got, you can talk to Kathy and stuff. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I can. He's like, yeah, who's the man? You're the man. And, and Carl's, or Andrew's like, yeah, I'm the man. He's like, you're the what? He's like, I'm the man. You're the what? I'm the man. And oh. I liked seeing that because I was yeah. like, oh, cute brother things. Like, it just, it was cute, you know? Yeah. Um, but then they decide to play chicken with a fucking train. He's like, oh, yeah, let's see how big of a man you are kind of a thing. And, and Carl, obviously, he has plenty of time to get across. Andrew had no hope. No hope whatsoever. So he didn't. He stops. Good. Right? He, like, he skids out. He just, yeah. Um, Dumbass. He can't do, do it. Yeah. And uh, as Carl's standing there, just kind of, like, laughing at him, and Andrew's yelling at him for, oh, man, that he could have died. Don't play chicken with trains, kids. No. Don't. don't just don't don't with trains they can't just don't. They, people are like oh they'll stop no they, they can't cannot stop they cannot stop no even if they if they saw you hit their brakes you would be plaster underneath them they'd be plowed right over you plowed right over they wouldn't be able to stop for about another mile yeah or like half mile or something like that like a people, long time a long time yeah don't fuck with trains don't fuck with trains and then people are like why didn't you stop for this and that like i can't yeah i literally, literally cannot 
Um, so as Carl's standing there, he hears a deep voice calling his name and asks if he wants to play. And he turns and is suddenly standing in the cemetery um, next to the, the tombstone or the, the, the one that they had their little seance at, right? And he turns and the random fucking roving gang of girls steps out from behind the tombstones all saying, hi, Carl. Hi. You know, like girlies mm-hmm. do. And uh, he's so confused when the girls approach and their eyes are glowing, telling him that they're gonna have, or they're just having fun and there's someone they want him to meet. Ooh. Commercial break. Yay. Including a fucking ad for trouble. Like, <gasps> it's fun getting into trouble. Yep. Nice. What are you guys doing? I love that. Getting into trouble. I like that game. It's yep. fun. So there was like a couple others, but that was the one I was most excited I love for. it. Carl has no idea where he is all of a sudden. Uh, seeing some, he's like, underground not underground he's like in like a like a like a just a tunnel but he's like like scrunched i don't know how to explain this area okay of undergroundness okay he is just underground okay is it just dirt it's just dirt but like it's like he's in like a uh, like a cave tunnel but not in a cave tunnel it's very like there's like roots trying to come down like they're very clearly trying to make this seem like he's underground right and i don't know i don't know where he is i have no idea so we look over and you just see this dude sitting in the dark laughing at him he's like 17 maybe older okay of a kid you can barely see his face though as he's like (laughs) with a little bit of light behind him so you can kind of see who he is i'll try to get pictures okay for you but this it's the worst quality of all time this movie so great yeah like half the time i was like what is that because it's 2000 you know so like and probably recorded off of someone's tv so like just i mean it had to be it was a tv movie yeah yeah. there's commercials so yeah yeah like full commercials like when it said full movie i was like yeah full movie what else would it be? It was the yeah. full thing. Oh, and every time I went to commercial, there was Melissa Joan Hart sitting on her cute little her cute little couch with I don't know who the guy was, but she turned him into candy at one point. <laughs> and then there was um, uh, Salem, and so which is still the best name for a fucking cat. It like is. I just Binks Salem, perfect names, Done. perfect. Yep. Anyway. He's just sitting there laughing at him. And then, I don't know where the train passes. Andrew is singing some song to just pass the time, waiting for the fucking train to go along, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, pain, the, uh, the train passes. He grabs his bike, and he rides across and sees that his brother's just sitting there on his bike waiting for him and stuff. And Andrew goes, or uh, sorry, Carl goes, Kathy's not home, but I know where she is. And Andrew's like, how do you fucking know that? But he's like, yeah, let's go. So he follows his brother because his brother so they ride off into the night again back at home the mom storms upstairs unable to stand that the boys went to bed angry or whatever right so she goes in and she sees that they snuck out of their room and while she's going upstairs the dad had been sitting there watching monster trucks just it's just loud as fuck okay loud as fuck (laughs) she goes upstairs he changes the channel two models walking down a runway and i thought he was just flipping channels just uh-huh. like you know and no these girls are just walking down the runway just walking just walking and they're not even wearing anything promiscuous it's not like just a victoria's like, secret no model. it's just they're walking down the, da, 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 da. and she starts storming back down the stairs and he changes it back to the monster trucks and i was like if that that alone could also be a reason why parents were like fuck off yeah take this off the tv take like, that out yep. thank you very much so the mom comes downstairs and she's like the boys snuck out 
And he's like, and? And she's like, go find them. She tells her husband, get in your car, go find them. And the dad gaslights the shit out of her to tell her that it's okay that their two under 16-year-old children are running around their small town by themselves at night when it's cold out, because mm-hmm. uh, it's like winter time-ish, you know, or like fall or whatever. It's not snowing yet or anything, but it's cold. Everyone's wearing coats and hats and scarves. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, no, this is fine. They should be allowed, which I agree. Children should be allowed to go wherever the fuck they want. I absolutely agree. And I pro- if I had kids, I'd probably be more of a free reign parent. Be like, yeah, have fun. Go down the street. Come back when the lights turn on. You know, like, I would love to be that parent if I became a parent. Because mm-hmm. that's how my parents parented me. Not today. We can't do that anymore. No. Well, two reasons why. One, people are psychos. People are psychos. Absolutely. There's three reasons. Two, <laughs> children are irresponsible mm-hmm. and they don't look both ways when crossing the street. No. They don't pay attention to their surroundings. They don't understand stranger danger. Even though you try to drive it into their heads, they do not care. No, they weren't scared straight like we were. They were not. <laughs> and three, if somebody saw your kids walking around that late at night, they'd call CPS on Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So, like, yep. just... Especially if they're not wearing coats or something exactly. like that. Yep. They were. But, like, yeah, I just... Yeah. So... Yeah, and then he goes, so yeah, I could be out there driving around all night looking for the boys. I could fall asleep at the wheel and crash. And he goes, and what kind of a message would that send to our boys? What? I have no idea. He just gaslights the shit out of the mom into being okay with this for an extra five minutes. Like guilt tripping her about it. Yep. Like, oh, you want me to be dead? Yeah. You, like, you want the boys to think that that's okay, that that's what I should be doing? And I was like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, my children should know that if they sneak out of the house, their dad will be roaming the streets. Yeah. Is it, if it's dark with, outside? With a fucking and, wooden spoon yeah. ready to beat the shit out of you for sneaking out of the house. Yeah. What if they got hit by a car? Exactly. What if they got hit by a train? Yeah. I just. <laughs> and you're like, they'll be home. Yep. Sometime. They're fine. No. No. Anyway. <clears throat> so the boys get to some barn. That I guess Andrew has never seen before. And Carl says that they're crashing a slumber party. Uh, I would never. No. Ever have a slumber party. I don't. I don't care if that's the only place in town for us to have a secret uh, sisterhood of the traveling pants place to have. Because, you know, in their, that movie, they had their above the dance studio whatever nonsense yeah. that was. Which set unrealistic expectations for my friend groups. Okay, Absolutely. Like, yes. I am livid that I did not have a room above a dance studio where my mother was also pregnant with three other mothers <laughs> at the same time and gave birth like two days apart from each other. Right. Livid. Rude. I'm upset. <laughs> my whole life was ruined. Absolutely. That and fucking um, Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah. Her bedroom. Oh, yeah. Excuse you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks for ruining that for me. Yeah. The Hocus Pocus house. The Hocus Pocus Fuck house. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. So fine. they. Anyway, but though, I, I after all of that, I would not be caught dead sleeping in a barn for a slumber party. No. In the cold. In the cold. No. No. So, they get inside, okay? And Andrew can't see where he's going, and Carl just says, it's over here. And Andrew slips and falls into a big-ass pile of manure. 
like huge ass pile, right? Of course. So he's like, oh, this is gross. And Carl goes, don't worry, I have a plan. Come here and stuff. And so he gets him out. And he has um, Andrew strip to his undies and shoes. Okay. And he goes, now wait here by the space heater and I'll just run home really quick and get you a new set of clothes. What? No, I would be writing home in that. Yes. It's disgusting, but Alyssa would be going home. I'm not standing here in the nude. No. In a barn. A space heater. That apparently is still occupied yeah. by other cows and whatnot. Yeah. So, okay. no, could never be me. Okay. No. And now, when I tell you this mm-hmm. scene, okay, they wrote this, they filmed this, they thought this was a scene we can have in the movie and no one will question professionals did yes yes they thought children will never question this thing happening but they did not count on Alyssa 23 years later no they did not (laughs) okay they did not for a second think hmm Alyssa's gonna watch this and go what the fuck Okay. Okay. It's not that insane, but it is insane, okay? Okay. So he tells Andrew to go over there to stand by the space heater, and he'll be back. And Andrew looks around saying, what space heater? There's no space heater. There's Mm -hmm. nothing. He's in a hallway, okay? There's like, or like, there's a wall to his right. Okay, like if I'm looking at you, there's a hallway to my right, okay? A hallway or a wall? A wall. Sorry, there's a wall. Okay, there's a wall to my right. And to the left are like the like horse stalls like horse stalls but they're not it's more like open not open it's just like a like a a fence is there okay okay and just junk there's just junk along the wall there's just a bunch of stuff along the wall okay? okay he is in a hallway okay and there's a door behind him that is locked kind of not locked i don't know he can't get it open for a second but anyway okay carl says wait by the space heater and i will go home and get you some clothes Mm -hmm. andrew turns around and says what space heater carl steps out of frame he just backs up out of the camera frame okay and the fucking random roving gang of girls okay shows up out of literally nowhere there is no like they could see through the fencing okay they weren't hiding there. There's no hiding over here that's a wall mm-hmm. with junk against it, okay? Okay. They show up out of nowhere to start hurling snowballs? Balls of manure? I can't figure out what they were throwing. Okay. They were kind of whitey yellowish, not ball of manure. Okay. <laughs> but it's not snowing outside. So I don't know what they were throwing at this naked boy. Okay. Okay. Practically naked. He's in red undies. That's it. Red undies and shoes. Okay. And they, apples maybe, I don't know. But like, they start throwing these things at him and just laughing and giggling their heads off as he's like, no, what the hell? Oh my gosh, gosh, gosh. And then they're gone. Are are they real? Yes. They're the girls. Who threw soda bottles. Who threw soda bottles. But also. Who are also Kathy and Megan and the other girl that I didn't know her name. And the uh, the Girl Scout. Good girl. Okay. Yeah. They're Do just, they look like them? Yes. It's them. <laughs> it's them. And the glowing eyes. And, and the. That's them. It's the glowing eyes and shit. What? It's them. And they show up. Do this. And then disappear just as quickly. You don't hear them giggle and run away. Yeah. Nothing. No. Right? (laughs) Not right. Do not like. I can't figure it out. Okay. So, (laughs) Carl is also gone. 
And Andrew starts calling out to him, being like, Carl, what the hell? You know? Yeah. When he hears this weird huffing sound, okay? Okay. He looks up, and a bull comes around the corner and sees him. In his red In his underwear. red undies. Oh, my God. And fucking charges him. What? Okay? So this kid in his red undies, screaming at the top of his lungs, barely is able to get that door behind him open in time for him to escape. Okay. Okay. That's a fun prank. Yes. He then takes off. He bolts running practically butt-ass naked, just in his red undies and shoes, through the town, right? You see him run out of the barn, and he runs past the street, but he, like, trips, and then you just see him running on, like, all fours for a second till he can get himself back up. Yeah. And he just keeps running, okay? Okay. He leaves his bike, he leaves his clothes, he just runs, okay? Guy. But he doesn't get home because he's butt-ass naked, right? Not, but... He comes up to this house. He sees a house, and there's a bunch of older men look like they're like, oh, we go hunting and fishing all the time. You know, we're the burly guys with the beards, and we're having a beer and having a cigarette and whatnot, which is probably another reason why Nickelodeon took it off. But, like, I'm pretty sure that scene, him being naked in his undies running around, was enough to also take it down. So I'm over here just like, no, this isn't that bad. And then I have to remember, this is like, I was nine yeah. When this movie came out. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he looks over and he sees the men. They're all just having a good time sitting on the porch. Ha, 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 drinking a beer and just, right? Yeah. He bolts past them. He gets into the darkness to bolt past them and runs past a clothesline that is drying clothes at night in winter. Of course. Like fall, late. Thank you, plot. So he manages to grab a pair of pants and a shirt and he starts getting dressed. But when he looks over, he sees one of the men walking out, laughing still, takes his cigarette bud and tosses it onto the ground, igniting a trail of gasoline to a boat that was in the yard, catching the boat on fire. And all the men start laughing and cheering as their eyes glow. What? Yes. The fuck is going on? Andrew then runs for his life to get the rest of the way to Mr. Bennett's house, who is having the funeral, and that whole scene happens where I told you about them being like, oh, thanks for the free fruit and stuff, right? Yeah. Anyway, so he goes, or like, Mr. Bennett lets him inside, but he's like, I have to handle this for a second, and then has that scene. Okay. So... Anyway, but Andrew's downstairs, and he's startled by Mr. Bennett's nephew, who is asleep under a sheet on an embalming table. He just sits up, like... No. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, so-and-so, you scared me. And Bennett comes in, and Andrew tells him uh, everything that happened the night of the seance. And Mr. Bennett tells him that he didn't mention it to the two brothers earlier, um, but the babies from the story, there had been a mistake when they were buried. Their bodies had been switched. Of course. So the bad brother is buried in the cemetery, and the good brother is buried out in fuck knows where. Right. So so they rouse the spirit, and everyone the spirit comes in contact with becomes evil too. Okay. Okay. Andrew is so upset by this and didn't doesn't understand how he could know all of it. Mr. Bennett admits that he was the one that separated the bodies. Dun, dun. Okay. Yep. In the 60s? Yeah. How old is this guy? He's not that old. That's 40 years before this movie. Yeah. So, like, he had to have been in his early stages of being a mortician. Yeah. And be in, like, his 60s now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he was a little bit older, but he's not that old. I don't know. I mean, I guess he was younger in 1979, but, like... 1979? Well, in 1979 is when he played Dracula. Oh. And he was, like, a pretty good-looking guy back then. So, oh. like, he would have been in his teens, though, in the, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I think they were just like, oh, he just looks vaguely old, so of course he did it. Like, yeah. Sure. Anyway. And also, they were, like, the boys didn't know the fucking name of the kids. They didn't yeah. know the name of the family, just a farmer. Yeah. Like, and they happened to find the exact grave that they're supposed to be having the seance to tell that exact story. Of course. Anyway. <laughs> so, Andrew thinks uh, that he's making this up, and Mr. Bennett says, no, there's an evil spirit out there, but there's a good spirit as well. All they need to do is rouse the good brother, and zip, everybody's happy, he says. Wow. Yep. Andrew doesn't understand why he told them the story in the first place. And Mr. Bennett says that Andrew only ever comes over because he likes to hear scary stories. Yeah, you told me to. Yeah. So that's why I told you. I don't fucking know. Okay. He's like, why would you tell everybody? Like, why didn't you tell us that at the beginning and stuff? He's like, because I didn't want anyone messing with it and stuff. And he's like, then why did you tell us the story in the first place? He's like, because I'm lonely. <laughs> and then he wants to know how Carl woke the spirit up. And Andrew explains it was all pig Latin and a joke. Suddenly... Um, the mother comes storming into Mr. Bennett's house, drags Andrew back to the car, screaming that she's going to report Mr. Bennett and that he's a creep and a weirdo and stay away from my sons and stuff. And so, okay, she's not entirely wrong. Yeah. Which I, I think is ridiculous. She hates him and he's very nice to everybody. Like, he's a very polite man. And I just like. Yeah, like, what happened at this funeral? Yeah, that you hate him. You are so, so upset. Viscerally. Like, yeah. I just. Anyway, so. Okay. So they drive away, and the mother saying that she already knows everything. Carl told her everything, and Andrew was so confused, but they make it home. Um, though his father is nowhere to be seen, and his car is missing. And the mother insists that the father went out to find Andrew's bike, since he left it in the middle of nowhere. And Andrew is hella sus, but finally agrees to go inside, <laughs> where Carl is watching TV, and he gets up and he apologizes to Andrew. And Andrew is still hella sus, but shakes his hands. Commercial break, which we get a Barbie rock and roll radio house. Ooh. And guess who? Nice. I love guess who. Yeah. So there's this joke that's going around on, on book talk. Some people are, are getting guess who and they're taking out all the pictures, but they're putting um, Sarah J. Mass characters in instead. So like uh, Court of Thorns and Roses, Throne of Glass. It'd be fun to do with Harry Potter. It would be so fun to do with <gasps> Harry Potter, right? Oh. And uh, people are making jokes about that and stuff right and they're like is your character emotionally stable and they're like yes so it's syrinx who is an animal (laughs) so like everybody else goes down everybody goes down like is yeah is your character emotionally stable yes it's syrinx like like or fleetfoot because she's also a dog and like yeah mm -hmm. yeah anyway yeah i saw that one and i was like hey Anyway, the grave digger is getting ready for a date, and he's wearing like a cowboy shirt and everything, you know, like the like the like a rodeo shirt, like it's all fancy and stuff. And he's listening to cowboy music as he's getting some uh, some candles ready, and he's pouring himself some box wine. Ooh. When he hears uh, Mr. Bennett knocking at the door, and he goes over and sees him, and sees that it's him, so he quickly puts everything out because he's supposed to be pretending to be hurt at this point because uh, he got attacked by the dog right. earlier. Workman's yes. comp and all that. So he lets uh, Mr. Bennett in. And Mr. Bennett comes in and weirdly asks why the grave diver or why the grave digger had said the graves have been bad luck. And the grave digger admits that it's bad luck to cut the grass too close to the graves. And he's like, "What? Why? Why is that?" Yeah. And the grave digger explains that well, the legend has it that every grave has a root that grows from the heart of the dead person beneath it. Oh my God. 
And if you cut the weed, you cut the soul loose. What? That, <laughs> but that's stupid because dead people stay dead. And Mr. Bennett leaves and the grave digger, digger goes back to getting ready for his date, which he did look pretty spiffy, I have to admit. He, he looked good. So <laughs> not that, I mean, he's a, a questionably attractive man. Like, he's okay. just like, you know, um, but for like the 2000s, I was like, oh, look at you getting dressed uh, kind of a, you know, anyway, not the point. Mr. Bennett goes back to his house, telling his nephew he's going out for a bit. And he grabs his keys, only to be hit on the head by Hal with his green fucking plastic lightsaber, okay? And he turns around and he goes, the fuck, kid? Basically, you know, not oh, like... I was like, no. what, He's like, what do you want, child? And the kid goes, I will get your ring, or like, uh, give us the ring and stuff. And he just keeps ta- attacking him and everything, yeah. you know? Fucking knocking him to the ground and just takes him out with this fucking plastic lightsaber, okay? okay. He then yanks Mr. Bennett's gold ring off of his finger and says, my precious, and runs <laughs> out the door. <laughs> and I was like, this kid is my favorite part of the movie. Yes. He's so good. Um, anyway. That's awesome. So um, back at Andrew's house... He is taking a shower while Carl sneaks up to the bathroom and he, like, like runs his hand across the mirror so that you can see his glowing eyes and the reflection stuff. And he says, Andrew, there's someone who wants to meet you. And he pulls open the curtain to see that the shower is just running on his own. And Andrew duped him. Oh. He took off. Okay. You know, he just took off. And he runs back to Mr. Bennett's house, um, having to let himself in and finding Mr. Bennett on the ground. His nephew comes in asking, what's wrong? And Andrew thinks Mr. Bennett is dead. And the nephew walks up and punches Mr. Bennett in the chest. Just punches him right in the chest. And it wakes him the fuck up. I mean, sure. I guess. Okay. And Mr. Bennett is like, oh my gosh. Coughing like the mother before. And like, is like, don't do that again. And yeah. Oh, he says, oh, that little dwarf stole my ring. And Andrew goes, he's a hobbit. (laughs) And then Bennett, Mr. Bennett just ignores, just keeps going, right? So he he goes, um, he asks Andrew if they cut any plants at the grave. And Andrew's like, no, of course not. And he goes, do you want to think about that for a second? Like, just think. And Andrew's like, I think Carl pulled up a weed, but like some vine and whatnot. And he's like, ah, oh, okay, this is what we have to do. And he tells Andrew he has to go to Crybaby Lane himself. Andrew has uh-huh. to go to Crybaby Lane to find the root and cut it loose. And then passes the fuck out again. Okay? Okay. And Andrew was like, how the fuck do I get there? I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where Crybaby Lane is. No. What the fuck are you talking about? And or his nephew picks up his keys and goes, I know where we're going. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, boy. He then spends five minutes in the car trying to figure out how to turn the car on. And Andrew's like, do you know how to drive? And he's like, I've seen my uncle do it a million times. So this kid doesn't have a like he's either not old enough to have a driver's license or he has not gotten his driver's license does not know how to drive despite telling andrew that he does have a license okay but he is driving off the road for half of it like and i'm just like listen listen if you put your toddler in your lap you if you put adam in your lap Mm -hmm. and said let's drive down the road buddy he could do it he could do it he could keep us on the road on the road yeah and this kid wasn't can he see or is he like he's i mean like he's <laughs> right barely above it and yeah. stuff. Anyway, so he's driving and <laughs> driving like a maniac. Okay, and running stop signs, and the police start chasing him. Oh right, God. a police officer sees this and starts chasing him. And Andrew's like, "Well, pull over." 
which I mean, you guys are kind of time sensitive right now, but like whatever. So uh, the nephew goes, I can't pull over, man. I'm going to get in trouble. And he's like, why would you get in trouble? And he's like, I don't have a license, man. He's like, you said that you did. He's like, okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> they just keep driving, but they go to slow down because they might as well. You know, they have to at this yeah. point, you know, when the fucking police car rams into the back of the hearse that they're driving, because that's what his <laughs> uncle drives, rams into the hearse and they're like oh no he rams them again they drive off into a field and they just go on this little weird speed chase for a second okay what which the cop pulls up next to him at one point and has glowing eyes and they're like oh no and stuff and so they crash a couple more times before the nephew drives them into like the trees and the woods and just kind of keeps driving for a second before kind of crashes the car anyway andrew gets out and looks over and they see the old farmhouse and they're like, that's gotta be the farmhouse. We made it. Even though there's like current field of corn going on next. I mean, like it's it's fall. So like it's mostly dead stock and stuff. But like, okay. Okay. So I don't fucking know. Anyway. Sweet. Um, Anyway, the nephew wants to leave, and Andrew insists that we have to do this. They're the only ones who can stop it. They then hear crying, and Carl... Oh, and Carl is calling out, laughing, saying, little brother, Mm. little brother, Andrew. And they look over, and they just see Carl, like, walking out of the trees, just being like, little brother. So they jump back in the car, and Andrew drives the car then. And he just drives them into the cornfield. Commercial break. And this time we get to see Melissa Joan Hart again. She's just chatting. She's just having a good time. Back to the show. Andrew (laughs) drives the car into the cornfield before getting out. And he stands on top of the car to get a sense of where he is. The nephew finds a flashlight and he gets out. And he starts flashing it in Andrew's face. Being like, ooh, ooh, and stuff. Andrew just looks at him. He's like, stop it. Stop it. I was just like, why is this a movie? Why Now is not the time. Who decided to write that in? No idea. I, I honestly genuinely don't even know who wrote this movie. I need, I want to look it up and be like, what else did you write, you fuck? Nothing like, else. Nothing. They've never probably written nothing. anything else. Yeah, they probably were like, you're fired forever. So they hear crying again, and Andrew climbs down, and he takes the flashlight, and he starts walking into the cornfield, when suddenly a farmer in one of those big-ass tractors, like the big green ones, mm-hmm. starts chasing them down in this thing. Okay. And they are sprinting, trying to outrun it. And Andrew manages to, like, go, like, he serpentines and gets off this way. And the nephew makes it back to the hearse, dives inside of it, and closes the door as the tractor plows into it and just fucks this up, okay? Andrew keeps running because what else are you going to do, you know? So he keeps running and uh, stops in kind of like a, a... pad down i don't know maybe the tractor went past already i don't know there's just like a little bit of a A flat patch flat patch right and the fucking random roving gang of girls show up and they're like oh hi andrew hi andrew and he's like what are you guys doing and they're like we're so bored do you want to play a game and he's like what does that mean you know and um, Kathy steps forward and she's like, don't you want to kiss me, Andrew? Don't you want to kiss? And he's like, no. Like, I, he's like, Kathy, I know what's happening to you and I can fix this and stuff. And she was like, you don't want to kiss me, me and stuff, right? And the girls are like, one of the girls says, well, you have a choice, kiss or chi-chi. 
and he's like, what's Chi-Chi? And all the girls are like, <laughs> like just giggling away. And he's like, what is Chi-Chi? And stuff, right? So, what is Chi-Chi? We'll get there. Oh, my God. They all taunt him a little more. It's not I know. If he kisses her, then they'll let him go, right? And he's like, okay, fine. So, he leans in. And this is the scene that I have had burned into my brain but i remember it being way scarier because i was nine okay i also remember it not being in a cornfield i remember it being like by a house Hmm. but also not like the cornfield sounds right but by a house also sounds right so i don't know which universe my brain actually exists in i just anyway we already know you're a mesh of multiple Mm -hmm. so i am yeah i am so But she leans in to kiss him, and she gets about here and sticks her tongue out. Mm -hmm. And a spider crawls out of her mouth onto her tongue. And Andrew, of course, is like, ooh, and jumps back. And the girls all laugh and cackle, and they said, no kiss? Guess it's Chi-Chi. And he's like, what is (laughs) Chi-Chi? And this other girl who, what was her name? Erica or something like that? I have no idea. They've never shown her in this movie before until this moment. Okay. Okay. And she's, like, a head taller than these other girls. She's a fucking Amazon compared to these other 12-year-olds, right? She's she's maybe 14 kind of a thing. Right. Like, she's just this bigger girl that just comes stomping out of the, like, <laughs> out of the corn. <laughs> just charges at him and swings. And Andrew ducks. And he's like, oh, what are you doing, Eric? I don't remember her name and stuff, right? And she was like, oh, get up. And, like, shoves him to the ground. And then he manages to get up. She kind of swings at him again, but he dives out of the way and, like, gets in between a couple of the girls and he takes off. Well, the big girl chases after him. Okay. And he outsmarts her by dropping his flashlight. And she goes to the flashlight. But I'm like, if your light went from here to here, yeah, I would have thought you'd drop the flashlight. Yeah. Common sense. I mean, maybe hiding, but, like... I don't think so. So she goes over and she sees it and she angrily kicks the flashlight and she goes to walk forward. But Andrew's legs come out of nowhere, like close pinning her legs in and knocks her to the ground. Okay. And in the process, knocking her unconscious. Okay. So constitution of one, this girl. All right. Okay. That happens. Is she Chi-Chi? I guess. (laughs) I don't know what Chi-Chi means other than getting your ass kicked. I just... Okay. I don't know. Because I was going to say if her name made sense. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. I'll have to rewatch that scene, but I don't think so. I think her name was like Erica or something. Or like Emily or something like that. I think it started with an E. It was not Chi-Chi. Yeah, no, I just... Okay. I have no idea. That sounds inappropriate. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, what's Chi-Chi? Like, Death by Snoo-Snoo? Like, that's... No, I just... (laughs) Some people might like that. Zach told me that's how he wants to die. Not like that, but, like, he wants me to, like, suffocate him with the girls. (laughs) (laughs) And I've always joked that he's going to be, like, on his deathbed, and they're going to be like, well, should we pull the plug? And be like, I got this. This this is an us moment. Thank you. Like, (laughs) I'll take it from here. (laughs) Uh, I couldn't do that if I tried. No, I would. I would be so. I would. Just, I meant physically. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
treatment. And I'm like, well, I could try, but it wouldn't work. I'm crying. Okay. You're a hoot, Shannon. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, uh, so he takes off again uh, looking for his flashlight because it's definitely not daytime with shadows casting over and they're just using a twilight filter not at all definitely it's it's nighttime and he can't see very well and um he finds the flashlight but then he starts hearing whispering and 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 not a child crying but like it's like just weird noises and stuff spooky noises and he's like huh huh and he looks down to grab this the flashlight when he realizes there is a stone headstone right there like a like a you know okay headstone and he sees that it says muller on it right yeah which at that point why would you even mark a grave that you don't want your kid to be you don't want anyone to know about you don't want it to yeah Yeah. why i don't know my thought exactly anyway i have no clue so anyway he sees um a vine growing across it and he goes to grab it right and he kind of starts to pull on it a little bit when he hears cackling and a voice saying come to my grave andrew and suddenly he's standing at the evil brother's grave marker okay mm-hmm. the ground starts shaking and andrew is sucked below the earth no right and a voice telling him way to go andrew and andrew demands to know what he did to his brother and in a manic voice, the evil twin responds, and genuinely, he was probably the best actor of the whole fucking movie. He's been in two things. Wow. This and uh, something before this. So, like, and that's it. That was the last thing he was in. And I can't even tell you what he looks like because it was so dark. Okay. And he says in a manic voice, we just like to play together. He's fun. And I was like, okay. Oh, my gosh. Right. He then tells Andrew to look at his collection of worms. He's like, do you want to see my collection? My collection. And he's like holding up these worms and then starts <laughs> and like eating them. <laughs> just shoving them all up in his mouth. Okay. And all of this is kind of a very like weird, like. fucking i don't know drug trip dreamy dreamy yeah and stuff so andrew screams and crawls around trying to like get out of whatever dirt cave he's in Mm -hmm. when he crawls forward and realizes that he's in a coffin with a like skeleton there cool and he like panics and pulls back a little bit and like falls lower i don't entirely know i have no idea but Andrew, or the evil twin starts trying to possess Andrew, but he uses his flashlight to blind the ghost and then looks down and he sees another skeleton just laying on the ground with a big ass weed growing out of its chest. Okay. And then you hear uh, Mr. Bennett's voice like, oh, you need to pull the weed from the... So he grabs it and starts to rip it out. And the ground, uh, while he's tearing and pulling, the ground is just shaking and caving in. And the evil twin is, no, no. And he manages to pull the the root out, right? Mm -hmm. He wakes up and it's suddenly daytime. It's not the next morning. It's like minutes later. like, Like he pulls it out and it's daytime. He's laying on the ground, though, next to the the one grave marker, okay? And he looks down, and he sees the the vine of the good brother has now bloomed with flowers. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And Kathy emerges from the cornfield, asking how she got here. Where is everyone else? I'm like, bitch, you were with them. What do you mean, where'd they go? Like, where did they go? Where did they go, Kathy? Kathy? (laughs) Chi-chi? Yeah, like, I just, 
I don't. I'm. Okay. Yep. I have no idea. So he says, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine now. And he picks one of the flowers from the grave and gives it to her. And she goes, no card. And like, oh, you're not, you know, uh-huh. yeah. And he kind of, <laughs> let's go. And so they go off. What? Okay. okay. And he suddenly remembers that the nephew's been fucking run over. So they go to go find the nephew. Great. And they get there as he is crawling out of the back of the hearse. He like knocks down the big door that swings open from the back and he crawls out. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh. And he looks up and he sees the farmer just like sitting in the tractor being like, all right. <laughs> and the, kid, the nephew goes, I think I chipped a tooth. And the farmer goes, I think I lost my mind. Help me out of here. <laughs> so he goes up and just helps him out of the tractor, which I mean, okay. if I knew people were possessed, yeah. I would be like, yeah. No hard feelings. No man. hard feelings. Yeah, you were possessed. Like, you can't blame that. Sure. Uh, you know, whatever. So it's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> suddenly, uh, so the, the two come running up and they're like, nephew, oh my gosh, are you okay? And the big Chi Chi girl comes out of the field being like, where am I? It's, you know, and Kathy sees her and runs to her and is like, oh, big girl. Ah. Okay. And they're just like, oh, where where's the rest of them? I have no idea. We never see them again. They're gone. They're gone. So, okay. as everyone is like, remin- like, Andrew is looking longingly at Kathy reminiscing with this girl uh-huh. and the nephew talking to this farmer as if, well, everyone has everyone. Like, well, I wish I had someone to reminisce with now at this point. Go find your fucking brother. Right? So he's like, I don't know where my brother is, right? But he gets home, and Andrew, or like, Carl's just sitting on the porch, right? Just looking like, what the fuck? Right? Just, you know. And uh, Andrew goes up to him, and Carl says that he had a really strange dream. Or maybe he's insane. And Andrew says, no. Maybe you watch too much wrestling, but you're okay. (laughs) And Carl apologizes to Andrew. But he says, I'm only going to say this once. And he says it like this, okay? I'm only going to say this to you one time. And if you tell anyone what I just say or what I, what I said or that I apologize to you, I'm going to deny it and I'm going to rip your throat out. Oh. Okay? Okay. And they brotherly hug. No apology was given. <laughs> this is my apology. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And I was like, Okay very brotherly thing to do i guess i know we then hear and that's the way it all happened mr bennett says as we flash to him sitting in his little seating room and stuff again telling a story telling the story to andrew and kathy sitting on the couch and andrew's got his arm around her shoulder and stuff right he's just like hey hey now kind of an attitude and are stuff, they right? older no oh it's like days later maybe <laughs> i have no idea what hey and uh, the nephew comes in holding a taxidermy dog and says, tell him about the time we accidentally started to involve a guy that wasn't all the way dead. And Mr. Bennett says that they should wait for Carl for that one. And uh, Andrew goes, I don't think he's going to be coming by anymore. Like he's just done with scary stories, okay, I guess, right? He's too old for that. But we see Carl in the shed with Hall and Hall saying that if he wants the ring, he'll have to come and get it. And I loved this scene. I thought it was adorable. Carl's sitting there with a wrestling magazine and he drops the magazine and he says, oh, I'll get it. And a heavyweight belt too. Ah! 
and they start wrestling and like it's just rah, like Aww. I thought that was adorable. I was that's like, cute. that's so adorable. that's so cute. He's just hanging out with a nine year old. It reminds now. me of like, like uh Steve and Dustin from Stranger Things. Oh yeah. Like that kind of it's, dynamic. Yeah, it was just it was so cute because he's got his little plastic like he's just whacking away and and, and Carl's just like ah ah like trying to like just anyway. Cute. And, but the camera pans away into the ground as we hear the evil brother cackling. The end. You're supposed to be dead, motherfucker. What? I have what? no idea. Why, why do they end it creepy when there's no need? I have no idea. Okay. It's like, what, you're going to grow another vine, bitch? Right. Like, Is there going to be a sequel? Yeah. No. no. There's not? There's not. No one wants it? No. <laughs> what? I don't know. What? So that was that movie. Okay. <laughs> An hour and 37 minutes later. Cool. So. Okay. Uh, I want like, I want like a, a, a cringeometer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, okay. It was definitely not the worst movie I've ever seen. That's okay. for damn sure. Um, That's the acting was decent for 12 and 14 year old children, you yeah. know? Um, I, it was fine, I guess. I wanted to punch the mom in the face every time she opened her mouth. I wanted to punch the dad in the face every time he opened his mouth. Yeah. I just did not fully understand the family dynamic that was going on there. So that was weird. I didn't understand why they had so many adult jokes in this, like, just randomly. Yeah. Didn't need to be there. No. Didn't move the plot forward at all. No. Just made the dad look like an asshole. Dad looked like an asshole and made uh, Mr. Bennett just look like... I don't know, like, he was in everything for money, but I was like, but that is his business. Yeah. I hate when people are like, ooh, you're just in it for the money. I am. It's my business. It's my business. This is my livelihood. I also want to provide a good experience for you, but I need to get paid. Yeah. Okay, what about the other ratings that we never do? Oh, gosh, yeah, no. The CGI was horrible, even for the 2000s. It was bad. The plot was so all over the place. It was so stupid. Like, okay, they were like, hey, yeah, there's this evil brother spirit going around. And uh, let's go get the good brother spirit to fight him. Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. When you said that Carl Mm -hmm. started being, like, randomly nicer Mm -hmm. and Andrew was being grumpier, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, did the brothers, like... Switch or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that would have been great. You know what would have been awesome? Would have been super awesome. Mm. Brotherly love saving the day, going against what happened to the twin brothers because one was evil and one was good and True. they could not find a compromise. Yeah. Why did he, why did Carl need to be possessed? Like, you have a gaggle of girls yeah. terrorizing the exactly. town. Exactly. They could have gone something, against yeah. their friends. Yep. Yeah. Or he could have been stealing or kidnapped the little brother and it could have been about, like, Carl trying to go get back his little brother and appreciating his little brother for who he is yeah. and stuff. That would have been cute. No, right so, I mean, Andrew learned how to be braver, which was great, but that is exactly what Carl was trying to get him to do. It's true. Being a dick about it, but that's yeah. what he was trying to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, Carl just thinks he's insane. Yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> just like, what was that? I don't and know. Carl's like, I'm done hanging out with other people. I'm going to hang out with this nine-year-old <laughs> who wants to go to the Shire. Like, yeah. thank you. Like... That's cute. Yeah. I just was like, there's so much of that movie that just drove me insane. And like, I'm sorry, we only got to see the evil twin. 
Yeah. We couldn't see the good twist. Or, like, Carl could have been in the grave or whatever and trying and trying to pull up the root and he couldn't. And, and the, good, the brother. good brother just, like, shows up and, like, you just see a glimpse of him, like, just grab this hand and it's glowing a little whiter than the brother sitting, obviously, in the shadow in the darkness. Right. And he helps pull or some, something. 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 Or, like, maybe Andrew, or, uh, yeah, Andrew's about to be possessed and stuff and the evil brother's like, ha-ha, and the good brother puts his hand on his shoulder and he's no longer possessed. And that's what breaks him out There's of the possession. Not his flashlight. Yeah. yeah, that's stupid. That's so stupid. It literally could have been so many other things. Yeah. I just, also, the whole, like, I'm going to flash and I'm here and I'm going to do the thing and then I'm going to flash and then I'm here and then I'm going to flash and then I'm here. Like, that's such a cheap way to do it. Exactly. It Especially when they anything. spent 15 minutes of the show having him drive from Bennett's house to this random place just to show that a cop is also possessed. Yeah. To get to the grave randomly and then back to the other grave uh, instead of you didn't pull the root out no. you didn't you right like and if okay so the root that he pulled out in the end was supposed to be the evil brothers right yeah so what the fuck root did they pull out at the beginning isn't that the whole damn point that was the whole point I don't know. I don't know if it was like, oh, they pulled out part of the root, and so that's what freedom. But you have down to, in the ground is where you have to pull out the heart or the the uh, what? What? I don't know. Okay. I just feel like this could have gone in a totally different way, and it could have been so much better of a movie. Yeah. And they just wrote whatever the fuck this was. Let's see who the fuck wrote this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, if they had put this on an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I would have been like, yeah, like. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't that scary. I. There's only the couple of things that I'm like, if the parents were that mad about this, maybe. I could also understand the girl had the spider on the tongue and maybe kids were like, oh, I'm going to scare you and put a spider on my tongue and scare kids with it and stuff. And like, maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Peter Lauer. That sounds familiar. He wrote for Scrubs and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So he's a comedy writer. That makes so much more sense. Right? Emily in Paris, Uncoupled, Young Sheldon. So he's oh, a comedy writer. Oh, he's directed writer. a few of these. Yeah. Oh, wow. He directed a few of the, what Okay, he directed quite a bit, actually. He wrote two episodes of the famous Jet Jackson. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, that was one of the writers. And then the other writer, Bob Mittenthal. And you wrote, you know, for a lot more things, a lot of children's shows. Hmm. The Loud House. He probably took the lead on this one. Yeah. The Naked Brothers Band. He wrote 10 episodes of The Naked Brothers uh. Band. He wrote 39 episodes of Rugrats. <gasps> I'm offended. Mm-hmm. Ugh, what a travesty. Yep. He wrote 41 episodes of Kablam. Where was your creativity, sir? What happened? I have no idea. Okay. Well. So, that's Okay, that so movie. what would you rate it? Um, like, I would, I would give it a three. Oof. Okay. Even with, like, the Nickelodeon scale? Yeah. The buffer? Okay. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I, I, like, I was trying to follow the storyline as an adult. There's no way as a kid I would have been like, yeah, all this makes sense. I feel like as a kid, you're going to just watch it. Uh-huh. And that's it. And that's it. It's just like, uh. I would not remember what happened at the beginning of the movie, let alone five minutes ago. Yeah. You're not connecting shit back I'm and not. forth. And, no. No. Not at nine. Not especially a throwaway line at the beginning of the movie of, oh, you eat five spiders in your sleep. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yep. See? I think that's what the line was supposed to be. Okay. Didn't think about that at all. Yep. So there you go. And I'm 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your sacrifice. You're, this one 
was a struggle. Yeah. I've been trying to watch it for four days. Yeah. And today I was like, sit your butt down, Alyssa, and watch the fucking movie. out of time. I almost switched to the other movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Because I was like, this is actually going to be boring as fuck. And then I went and kind of looked over my notes again. I'm like, this is still boring, but I think we can make it a little fun. (laughs) So... Ugh. Well, my feet are cold. It's time to go. Yeah. So we love you. Love you. Have a, Have a great time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think by leaving a comment or sending us an email at bmoviebashpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and Audible, or you can find the video versions on our YouTube channel. If you want to support the podcast, you can find our coffee link on our Anchor page. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell your friends! If you're anything like me, you're not drinking nearly as much water as you should. As much as we want to be healthy, sometimes it's hard to pick up that water bottle full of boring, plain water over and over again. Thankfully, I discovered Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a delicious water additive that has five essential vitamins, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and hydrates two times faster than water alone. I love Liquid IV when I'm traveling because as much as I don't want to use an airplane bathroom, it is so important to stay hydrated when you're flying. Trust me, you'll feel so much better if you do. The packaging is super convenient and you can easily bring your empty water bottle through security, fill it up in the terminal, and add your favorite flavor of Liquid IV. I'm obsessed with the new strawberry lemonade flavor right now, but honestly, you can't go wrong with any of them. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is also gluten, dairy, and soy-free, which is really such an added bonus. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at liquidiv.com.